Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. For a limited time, buy any Rexona products from Chemist Warehouse to be in to win 10K in travel vouchers. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Morena, everyone. Hope you're having a good early week so far. Tuesday, 15th of November. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. Morena to you, Uncle. Morena, my babe. Morena, how's things? And we got the big Captain K in the kitchen. Oh, oh Joe Boy. Joe Boy, he was hungry. He's having some dough boys. He's asleep. He's sleeping <laughs> He's about. He's having Ah, oh, mate, he's uh, he was a little bit tired yesterday, wasn't he, our boy? So he's speaking uh, of tired. Kiz will be tired too. He's not used to these early mornings. Oh no! But Captain oh, K's in here. On? Captain K's and he's at the <laughs> he's on the big decks. <laughs> yeah, he came in and he just gave me a hell of a sneeze. I so I'll just uh, I'll let the music get in and I'll just fade you in, and then uh, you can come over the top. So just good comps early on from. From Kez already. That is an ultimate professional, as old Keza. <laughs> Great to have you back, brother. And morning to you, Nick. Senaroha, Kempi. The team is flying. Louis Herman Watt, if everyone's wondering, he's, he's away. He's on the West Coast with his partner, Shannon. He's having a, a well-earned week off. Um, just relaxing. Some R&R. Haven't heard from him, but uh, yeah, he'll be pretty gutted because of Starry Bill yesterday, I think. That was his... Horse that was going to get him uh, a really couple of nice bottles of wine over on the west coast, but wasn't meant to be. So he'll be drinking water. He'll be drinking water. <laughs> Plenty of it, Dory. <laughs> Plenty of it too. So hey, you want the best water? West coast has got it. But anyway, um, Kippy, we'll talk about that racing day yesterday because Legato go Legato went Wooshka. Holy, I was a little bit nervous at the top of that. Start that race. I wasn't nervous actually. I was pretty excited, Kim, because I had some futures bets on uh, one kiss, and I was like, "Please, Legato." Just my selfish me saying, mm, "Maybe Legato might get scratched here." <laughs> Mate, it and, must have uh, been close. 
It must have been close. Yeah. You know, you know what? Uh, he did a really good job. Uh, Ryan Elliott sitting on top of it, staying calm. But when the bridle broke, and then they had to take it off, the the guys at the gates that were holding the horse, they did a really good job, mate. If they lost Legado there, it was definitely going to be scratched. So on that, so if that's a, you know, that was Legado. So obviously the future looks very bright for Legado, and they're thinking, oh, this this could be a champion filly right here. Did they do a little bit more? There may be potentially another horse that was potentially playing like $30 shot, probably didn't have the same hype, would have got scratched quickly. Oh, look, what, do, what do you feel on that? Yeah, look, I thought they, well... I they did everything they, possible to get Legato in, didn't they? They did. They did everything. Yeah. Like, it was five minutes. Like, I, I the um, the TV, when they were talking about it, they said, well, that's five minutes over. And I was thinking... Man, this must be really close to getting scratched. Still backing up, you know. Everyone's sitting in the in the um, ready to jump out, and and Legato's out the back there, just not wanting any bar of it. And then they pull the bridle out, and then they pull them all out. And I'm like, wow, man, they are giving this horse but uh, every chance. But I got to say, Izzy, there's something special about this horse, man. Wow, that was Honestly? such a dominant, uh, such a do- dominant one. Because you think of the horses that work themselves up, because when they're, when they're like that, they probably tire themselves out and they don't leave them too much juice to go on and perform in the race. But I was a little bit wary of it, but then when Legato just got in their home straight, it just put, what, about 10 links on them? I couldn't believe it. That horse is going to be special. They're talking about it going to Aussie. It's definitely going to Australia 100%. and uh, go over there and, and perform it. So that's obviously... Um, the same owners as Levante, and we know how Levante has been able to perform. This horse is apparently way better than mm. Levante. Wow, <laughs> exactly. It's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting it's hard to see how it goes. One of them, and then all of a sudden, you get bang bang. They did say yeah. after the race, Cracker Millions. So yeah. um, that's probably its last race in New Zealand, I reckon. Cracker Millions, our last opportunity to go see Legato after yesterday's performance. And on that, we got Bruce Sherrick. NZTR CEO, he'll be coming on at 7.40. Obviously, we've just finished one of the major weeks in New Zealand Racing, Christchurch Cup Week. 90% was a success, but there was just a few blips in the road. So we're going to have a chat to Bruce Sherrick at uh, 7.40ish, and I know many of you, many of you will have some questions. Kempi will have plenty after the abandonments of Awapuni last week and also the Cup Week, Cup Day. On Saturday, so we have a chat to Bruce, 740. After 8 o'clock, we've got Ferretti Tuilangi, who is a very proud Samoan at the moment. Rugby League World Cup, we'll head over to the UK and have a chat to Ferretti Tuilangi. That's Manu's dad, is it? Manu Tuilangi. Uh, yes, hang on, I don't know if it's Manu, there's half a dozen brothers playing up there, and oh, yeah, okay. they all got sons, and they all... Yep. Well, Freddie was the first one to come through because he played in the, I think it was a 95 World Cup and then signed for Halifax on the back of it. Uh, played in the centres with Johnny Schuster and, and, of course, me and Johnny Schuster played together at Newcastle. So I got to know Felitti really well. Um, Freddie's his nickname. He is a character, mate. And he's been actually leading the leading the drive of the cultural um, significance of that Samoan team up in the, the UK. Loads of socials about him. 
And yeah. he's been up there. Like he played for Leicester. You know what I mean. He went through, um, played for Halifax, went to St Helens, won a couple of premierships. Um, but if you're watching what he's doing up there at the moment, he's he's player ma- like he's a hard case. He's a player manager. Looks after all the Samoan yeah. boys up there. He's got his own gin. It's called Tui Lag Gin. Oh, Tui Lang Gin. Tui La Gin. That's what it's called. Um, wow. And he's and he's a and he's a personality up there. Um, hangs out with all, at all the big at all the big shows. Um, Tyson Fury knows all the boys. Gets up on stage and he's just full of energy. And uh, I'm looking wow. forward to talk. I'm looking forward to talking to him. He's he is the ambassador basically for the Samoan team up there and leads everything in and around that team and understanding, you know, how important it is for Samoa. I can't wait to talk to him about what it means to him, not just in his homeland, but um, here in New Zealand and also up in the UK. Oh, looking forward to it, mate, because Samoa, like, they're still partying. They're still partying up there in South Auckland. I've seen a lot on the social media. They are going crazy. Imagine if they win it. You're going to have to shut down the whole of South Auckland. It'll just be a... When I got Absolute off the plane the other party. night, when I got off the plane the other yeah. night, and we come through the tunnel, you know, you come through the tunnel um, from the airport back into the city, and go, what's that noise? What's that noise? Like sounds like you know, <laughs> screaming, rang, 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 screaming like that. Wind the windows down. <laughs> it's the car behind us with the Samoan flags playing all the Samoan music. Honestly, I don't know how yeah. you're sitting in the car. I could hear it. I was three car lengths away with my windows up, and I've got. And I'm not the, you know, I don't hear that much, but it is like everywhere around Auckland, the windows are down, the Samoa music's playing, and the flags are, oh, everyone's looking forward to this game. So um, plenty of chatter about that this week, is it? Can they get it done? Oh, man, it's going to be interesting. We'll hear from Fariti Tuilangi. He's the brother, older brother of Manu Tuilangi. That is a very, very powerful name, and they'll play against Henry Toilangi. Oh, no. Not not good with the big man on the outside, but and Manu. Oh, he destroyed us in 2012, I think it was. 2012 over there in Twickenham, and they uh, ran rings around us. So a very, very powerful family. Looking forward to chatting to that. And then uh, uh, before that, after 7 o'clock, we've got to react to Cristiano Ronaldo's tell-all interview with Piers Morgan. We're going to have Rich Jones, the assistant editor at Mirror Football, come on the show. They're going to play. We've heard, we've seen snippets of the interview, but the, the, the entire interview will be released tonight, I'm pretty sure, in a couple of hours' time, maybe. And uh, it's a 90-minute interview. It's going to be released over two days, and it's a tell-all. And, well, he left some bombshells out there yesterday. They absolutely hate each other, Eric Ten Hag has betrayed Cristiano Ronaldo. So it's probably the biggest news in football at the moment, and we're going to have Rich Jones talking about that after 7 o'clock. And then later on, Beaver takes on Izzy for the Movember Challenge. Kempi, how were your lawns, mate? You mow them? Oh, mate, talk about Sammy Hewitt. Sammy Hewitt yeah. giving it to me yesterday about uh, how small my lawns were. But he forgot that I'd pushed out 100 push-ups and done an 8K walk beforehand because it wasn't just about giving Kirst the 5K walk. I had to go and do more walking and get the lawns done and blow them and, and you know, get the blower out and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it was good fun, mate. It was good. It was a big day yesterday. Oh, I was feeling it a bit today, but um, I'm looking forward to see what you and Beaver got. Mate, there's a game of golf in the, in the card deck, eh? There's a game of golf... But there's also twenty. There's a there's uh, 
10 lengths of a 25 metre swimming pool so I hope I hope both you and Beaver know how to swim because if you pull that one <laughs> well what if I just do it in mine I can do it in mine if I get that one eh? Well, you can. Well, that's the whole thing is It'll to get out well. there and get moving. Um, yeah. And Neep's done a really good Mate, job. what am I going to tell my wife if I get the golf one? <laughs> well, to me, the golf one is number four. Um, yeah, yeah. Like if I, hey, days are uh, just for November, I've got to go play golf. Um, she would not believe me. If I get number you know the, four, oh, watch this. <laughs> you know the one, that the, one that, the one that's in there that I want people to – I want this number to come up, come up because this would make really good social – is number 10, and number 10 is a 10-minute shadow spa with yourself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 10 minutes shadow spa. 10 minutes shadow I've actually got spa. I've got gloves and wraps and everything, yeah, so I'll, I'll be sweet as it, that one. Yeah, so I'll draw the cards when Beef comes on when Beef comes on later on in the show. I'll draw the cards on our yep. card generator here in the studio. You'll get your number. Mm. I've got the, uh, the, the card... Deck all lined out with what your exercises are. And if you pull the joker, you get to choose what the other person has to do. Ooh, okay. Okay, well, hopefully I get that one taken on the beef. He's one of the most competitive ones. And great to see. I saw Kirsty's social yesterday. She was out there with her fiancé uh, going out there for a nice walk. But look, Kempi, there's plenty going on in the world too, and, and particularly in sport. Well, you think of yesterday, Steve Alka, where he's come oh, how from. good. Seven point four four million he's earned this year, and he had to finish in the top five to be the um, top earner and, and receive his bonus of one point six six million. So, mate, Steve Alka is flying. Four wins this season, nineteen top ten finishes, and received himself seven point four four million. By finishing in the top five in Phoenix, and surely finished top of the money list, gaining a cool 1.63 million bonus. So, mate, Steve Alka, New Zealand golf is flying. You think Ryan Fox only a couple of days ago, second place in the African Open, just a cool 1.1 million for Foxy as well. So, New Zealand golf is in good stead at the moment. It's so good for Steve and Alka, who was struggling not so long ago in the PGA, coming out. And doing that, mate. So hell of a story, hell of a journey. And he's coming back for the New Zealand Golf Open. Open. He's never won, never won. So that's good. Good you'd, news for him. Have, oh, he's going to hot favourite. You'd have to be a mug not to back him. Seriously, yeah. you know, he's every every time you turn the tally on, and they've got it on here. The 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 tournaments that he's playing, and his name is right up the top of the leaderboard. That's always and me and you know, me and you were watching it yesterday morning um, at your sorry at your place on Sunday, and you're saying still a day to go. He was six shots behind, had to finish in the top four, was it? The t- top five to to actually get that top champ- five. get that championship and done that, mate. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, goal. You're right. Is golfers on a heater at the moment? Ryan Fox, how good is Ryan Fox going? Like, very like, just good, missed out. He, he's what is he second on the European Tour at the moment? Like, you get those, you get those guys in any tournament at the moment. You've got to back him. Mm. And he lost to a guy, Tommy Fleetwood, who has been probably one of the unluckiest golf players out there at the moment. He has yet to win a, any major tournaments, but uh, he'll gain a lot of confidence here. But Ryan Fox losing by one shot. And just on that, it's time for this. Can't wait. Question of the day. 
speaking of golf, Kimpy, you love golf. I love golf. Question of the day, the can't wait question of the day. Who's in your dream round of golf? You're driving, and there's three other seats in the cart. Which sportsman, woman, dead or alive, are you inviting for a seat in your golf cart? Double eight, double three on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Or 0800-150-811. Golf is flying at the moment. We all love a little bit of golf. So who is in your dream round of golf? You're driving and there's three other seats in the cart. Which sportsman, woman, dead or alive, are you inviting for a seat in your golf cart? Let us know. Double eight, double three. We'll shoot off and we'll come back so- shortly with some reaction. We'll get Kempe's inkling into who he wants to play golf with. You're listening to Ozzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Yes, welcome back. Can't wait. Question of the day. Who's in your dream round of golf? You're driving these three other seats in the cart. Which sportsman, woman, dead or alive, are you inviting for a seat in your golf cart? And I'm going to go to you, Kempe. Who you got? Who you got, brother? Hard one, mate. Hard one. Um, But I've got Muhammad Ali be the first bloke I chuck in there. I want some Ooh, chat. Yes. I want some like chat. That. I want to talk about the uh the thriller in Manila, the rumble in the jungle, you know, all that all <laughs> yeah. that sort of stuff. Uh the second guy chucking is Viv Richards. Yep. So I want to talk to Viv Richards about what it means back in those days to play cricket for the Caribbean up against uh you know, all the boys from England and Aussie, um, mm-hmm. and with the great Kirtley Ambrose and the likes. And the last bloke I want, and I reckon this would be one hell of a party, because you need a party boy in there, eh? Yeah. yeah you can't have Muhammad Ali, Viv Richards, and just play golf. It's the 19th hole where it'll be most of the fun, and I threw Maradona in there. Oh, Maradona. Diego Maradona. That's a nice car there, Kimpy. Jeez, I don't know if there'll be much golf played. There'll be none. There'll be lots of singing. There'll be yui booms on the side of the golf cart, and you would probably get kicked off the golf course because you'd be driving erratic. But, mate, that's a hell of a golf cart. I love it. I love it. Shreddy's come through. Shreddy's come through. Gregory, Norman, Tiger Woods, Halle Berry, James McDonald. That is from Shreddy. Cheers, Shreddy. Appreciate that. For me, Kimpy, I've gone... Well, the double sided here because there's nothing worse when you're playing golf and you're playing with hackers. It's horrible golf. So for one, my number one cut, I've gone with Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, and Nelly Corder, just because I think that'll be just a hell of a golf game <laughs> playing with the best of the best in the game of golf at the moment. So that'd be my number one. But if I had non-golfers, I'd go Kobe Bryant. Love Kobe Bryant. By far my my favourite athlete of all time. Just mumba mentality, so, so good. Shane Warne, the late Shane Warne. I'd love to have Warney in there in the cart. He's a hell of a golfer and just a character you talked about. Need characters in that cart. Yeah, mate. I thought about Warney too. Yeah. Had Warney. And then I've had, this is a weird one, but I've had Floyd Mayweather. Mm. I've chucked in Floyd, money Floyd, because I just don't know if I can just take... I love to see him outside of the Instagram and the social media and just see what he's really like. Mm. And you can get real intimate in a golf cart. And I'll be sitting there and you'll be like, so who are you, money? You know? (laughs) Are you really that person on Instagram or is that just to put on a show? That's what I want to do. So those will be my three. Kobe Bryant, Shane Warne, 
and Floyd Mayweather. Oh, they're flying Double eight, double three. <laughs> they're coming. And Charlie <laughs> says, I will take Izzy, Kempi, and Louie. Three good yips. I got that one, yep. Yeah, boy. Charlie, like that. Tim, Shane Warne, Michael Jordan, and John Daly. Oh, John Daly. How good, How good would that be? <laughs> Daly would be so much fun. Joe's coming. Joe's coming. Morena, boys. Three players in my golf car are the GOAT. Michael Jordan, who loves a punt? So someone to take some cash off. I was thinking of Muhammad Ali, but this anger over a bad shot and Eric might be a bit tough. A uh, bit much, so he's out. Man, number two is Usain Bolt, who I think would have some serious chat so he can end times over 18 holes. My last seat goes to the greatest rank player ever, Richie McCall. Sorry, Izzy. <laughs> would be a great ground, mate. That's all right. I'm, 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 I'd be amazed if I was even close to what a Richie was able to achieve. Sorry, uh, would be a great round. So you got Richie McCaw and you got a couple of others. Michael Jordan, he's always there or thereabouts. So how good? How good? And you've gone Kempi with a with a hell of a cart, a bit of a boxing flavoured, uh, Caribbean flavoured one here. You want to read Ed one out too? There's Ed one. Haha, boys, Tolliga got a golf course. Move the sheep. Too small for a cart. <laughs> but Lydia Co, Tiger Woods. But not you, is he on your last game? Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Oh, mate. My golf game's horrible at the moment. But Lydia Ko, I haven't played for her, with her for a couple of years. And she's so, so good at the moment. I'd love to get her back to NZ and uh, have a wee round with her and have a wee game. Tiger Woods, that would be just the best. Like, you know, when you go play with golfers that can flush it, you're just like in awe of what they're able to do with that little white golf ball. It's so, so good. Keep those messages coming through. Double eight, double three. Warney's been in there. Michael Jordan, he loves golf. And John Daly. Oof. How good. Who's in your dream round of golf? If you're driving, there's three other seats in the car. Which sportsman, dead or alive, are you inviting to your seat in your golf golf? Coming up, we've got headlines with Kez. Headlines with Kez. Joe's been doing a stellar job. Going through his headlines every single morning, uh, Kez. So looking forward to hearing what you've got to say. And we'll get your reaction to what Cristiano Ronaldo has released with his uncensored version with Piers Morgan. I know you're a huge football fan. And I know you're a Liverpool fan, Kez. Are they going to sell it? Is it going to be sold or what? Yes. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Because we are... We asked a question about that later, uh, last week. We were like, as fans, I wonder how the fans are feeling about the situation, knowing that the history that Anfield has and has created over the last couple of years. But we'll get your inkling on that later on, mate, and uh, we'll shoot off. We'll hear from Aroha. Come back with your headlines. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, together shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> Yes, thank you Aroha for the news. 32 minutes past 6 here on SENZ. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Boys at Bunnings Trade, helping business is their trade. Going to take you through a couple little headlines, try and do our boy Joey Boy a little bit of justice here in the morning. I just thought I'd start off with, boys, you obviously watched the UFC over the weekend, yeah? Oh, how good, yep. 
Not not good, but yeah. No, no, it ah, sadly wasn't ah, a... Yeah, it definitely was, because we always got to celebrate our Kiwi champions carving it up over there, and they're all individual champions, even still, in their own right. But uh, we woke up to the news this morning, three hours ago, that Brad Riddell is stepping away from fighting. So after two lacklustre performances, he's decided that it's his time to step away from MMA uh, until he feels he's performing close to his capability. So it's a dangerous job, obviously, fighting boys. And Brad Riddell, he doesn't like to lose, and obviously losing means you're getting beaten up. So he's just taken a little bit of time for himself to step away. Is he? Do you expect to see him back soon? Well, I'd love to. I'd love to. Yeah, it wasn't an ideal performance uh, on the weekend, but hey, Brad the Quake Riddell only a year ago was knocking on the door of, of a title shot. Is it is it more of a is it more of a mental health kind of situation at the moment? Like is he pretty pretty flat and just lost the love or is he stepping away to go do family time? Like is there a bit more information or you just don't know? Well, yeah, it's 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 down that route and like I said before, obviously in the fighting game, if you lose you're you're literally getting the crap beaten out of you for a living and, and it's just yeah. something that's not really sustainable and when you're doing it, so Brad says in here he's been doing it for 15 years in and out of camp and it's just taken a massive toll on him which of course it would, fighting yeah. is a huge mental game and, and it would obviously be yeah. be very draining if you're stepping into your day job every day and just, just getting beat up for no good reason it would feel like after a few bad performances so he's going to keep training yeah. and teaching but uh, all the energy it will be put towards his family so it's, uh, it's a good time for Riddell to just sort of take mm. a couple steps Steps back and then uh, eventually take those two steps forward and get back into Huge the ring. news, Kez. Oh, Jeep is yeah. here. Of course it is, mate. We just saw him the other day having a fight. Now he's uh, sitting on the sideline. Izzy, would mm. you donate to the Black Ferns? Yeah. Jeep is here. So there's a, there's a GoFundMe now for the Black Ferns to try and get them $150,000 as a bonus for winning the World Cup. That's just a little one that I drop in there, a little inkling. I'll put that, uh, put that up on our Twitter so you can go and have a look at that. But I think that they deserve it. Yeah, I, I we spoke about it yesterday, Kempi, about the bonus structure. Like the ABs, they get 150k each yep. if they want it. So there has to be some little incentive for these players. Now, with what they've been able to do in such a short amount of time, I just think it's yeah. I think they deserve something. That's my take on it. And yeah, hundred percent. And there's obviously, also, there's a petition too to try and get it across the table at NZR. Mm. Um, I've sort of got a funny feeling that they might be talking about it and giving them something you know like they definitely deserve a little bit of it um an incentive and what that what mm. that what that comes out at who who knows but the more people that make noise the uh the more nervous the nzr would get and and probably do mm. something did you boys yeah, see the old, oh, you go is he no no you go did you I'll see finish. the old um the tui sign that someone took to eden park that's yeah. yeah the, the Black Ferns will never sell out Eden Park, and then it was the year right. Yeah. The yeah. two year, the old yeah. one. I thought that was great, but that that's, doesn't that just like capture the whole moment? Like I was there on, on Saturday night, a packed out Eden Park. Sorry, Izzy, I've been to a few of your All Blacks tests, but that was the best environment, the best atmosphere that I've ever been in at that's, Eden Park. That's what I said. It's a different, um, yeah, different kind of fanfare. Like there's totally different. Like they're just vocal. They're loving it. They're cheering. They've made signs. There's another sign. And Ruby Two has got to be one of the biggest superstars in women's rugby at the moment. Like her books are flying off the shelves at the moment. Apparently, I've got one here, and I'll have to read it because it's apparently a really good read. And mate, there was a sign on the weekend talking about Ruby Two and give her a uh, give her a crack at being PM. Give her a Ardern. 
instead of our turn, give her our turn. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> and um, I just love it. But I'm right behind women's rugby. And I'll be honest, a year ago, I was like, nah, not a believer and probably just didn't think it would eventuate to what it is now. But you give them resources and you give them a lot of time to showcase their skill sets. And this is what we get, world champions. And a, a brand of rugby that not only weeks ago people were like, yuck, nah, they're not, not the same, not the same. But, mate, some of the skills are out there were freakish. So It's scary where it, it could go. It's scary where it could go. I, I read a social last night about some boys that were um, over at a friend's place and they were just hanging around and, and not really wanting to kick the football around. And over mm. the World Cup, the Women's World Cup, these are young boys. Everyone's mm. watching it in the house. They've come out and said, we want to play rugby. Yeah. You know, it hasn't just affected everyone, including women and, and, and young girls. The boys, too, have been affected by it. And they'll, they'll get that little virus, Izzy. I can see rugby just taken off. That really is the next step, eh, Uncle, for all of women's sport. I mean, you mentioned before Izzy Ruby Tui. She's got her book out. We've seen her so much in the media over the past couple months and New Zealand's really got to know her and embrace her and she has truly yeah. become a fan favourite and I think that's going to be the next step in, in women's sport, especially here in New Zealand, is getting to know these uh, wahine tai athletes individually and, and sort of building that connection through there because you're going to enjoy the game a lot more if you know who's running about on the park, right? Oh, mate, like step aside the lads. You watch the biggest companies in New Zealand and you think of ambassadors and, and you know, faces of companies. Ruby Tui, Sarah Hirani, it'll hate the mind. Like these girls are going to get the recognition because of how they've carried themselves throughout this entire tournament. Like the vulnerabilities they've showed just the genuineness every single time they've had a mic shoved in their face and it's so good. It's so good, and uh, they're gonna get they're gonna reap the rewards. If it's not from NZR, like there's gonna be companies and benefit beneficiaries out there that will benefit, you know, that will get these ladies on their on their books and and get them amongst it. So I love it. Keep doing it. Nah, brilliant boys at Bunnings Trade. They're here to make your job easier. Helping business is their trade. And uh, well, speaking of helping, I think we're gonna help someone collect a cheeky little. Ooh. Are we? Is that is that what we're doing? Here, here we are. It? Is that what we're doing? We are, we are. It's time, for Qu- it's time for Quizzy Dag. And Kempe, oh, he's always got a nice wee clue there to help you get you through. But if we look at the quiz, and she's not too bad. She's not too bad today, Neeps. Yeah, it's gettable. Oh, there's a question there. And I got paid on that one last year, so how good is that? <laughs> yep. 0800-150-811 to take on the quiz master, the is master, Kempe. Is your clue master as well. Give us a call. 0800-150-811. Back soon. This is how you do it. Quizzy that come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that come play it. Quiz is on the line. Just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. T.A.B. with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy, they come play it. Quizzy, they come play it. 0800 150 
Alright, 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 let's rip straight into it and get to Timmy from the Christchurch. Morning, Tim. Good, Timmy, good, good. Looking forward to ripping into a big day. How you doing, bud? You recovered after a big old week? Oh, it was a huge week, actually, and uh, came out of it on the good side of things, so that's always a positive. <laughs> that's good, mate. That's good. We'll rip straight into it, mate. Good luck today. Here we go. Question number one. The Kiwi Ferns take on England this morning in the semifinals of the Women's Rugby League World Cup. How many World Cups have the Kiwi Ferns won? Oh, no idea. Can I get a clue, Kempi? Well, you could either be a front rower or a centre. Uh, three. Bang! Bang. <laughs> yeah, Still here we go. Question number two. Question number two. The EPL is going on a break as players concentrate on the World Cup. Which player currently leads the league with 18 goals in just 13 games? Holland. Milling Holland. The man. Question number three. Team Mercedes have finished first and second in the Brazilian Grand Prix with George Russell coming in first and Lewis Hamilton in second. How many Formula One F1 races has George Russell won before this one? Zero. On a heater. He's on a heater. He knows. He knows. Here we go. See if he remembers. Top Philly, Legata overcame pre-race drama to maintain her unbeaten record in the Group 1 New Zealand. 1,000 guineas at Rickerton on Monday. Which horse won the New Zealand 1,000 guineas last year? Uh, oh, I don't know. Oh. I'll, I'll just say Legato. Oh. <laughs> no, it wasn't Legato. Sorry. Have a good day. Brenton from Auckland. Morning, Brenton. Yeah, brother. Hey, brother, who won the 1,000 guineas last year? That'd be your perfect thing, brother. Your, your famous the horse. Perth. Yes, got me paid last year. I was talking that up. How good. How good. Question yeah. number five. To take it home. Cristiano Ronaldo is in the media after saying he's been betrayed by Manchester United. CR7 has won five FIFA Ballon d'Or trophies. Which player is the only player with more than him? Oh, I don't know. Find a friend, Kempi, or nah? On the last, I'll give you a little clue, is what do you reckon? Tiny clue, Kempi. Okay. Um, clean up. Messi. Messi clean up. Oh wow! I was like, clean up. What's he? Oh, yeah. that is so so good. Well done, Brenton. You're our winner today, brother. Good work. Good work. Yeah, absolutely smacked it out of the park. Been a while, mate. What do you got? Got any tips for this week? Nah, we're all done with race. Any any sports bet? Nah, I don't go any of the tips I've been doing lately, mate. I can't even see a green tick next to anyone. <laughs> My resulted bet for a long time. 
Put it on the futures, mate. Put it on the futures. Legato and Legato in the in the millions. Gotta be. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, brother. Have a look at that. Have a good day, Brenton. Appreciate your call, mate. That was Quizzy Dag. It was Quizzy Dag. <laughs> we did get through two callers. Might need to make it a little bit more harder, I think, Neeps. Just get them going so we can get through a couple of callers. Because I think, yeah, Timmy got to four. And then with Brenton, well, he just swooped over the top with clean up. Messy. How good. We'll shoot off and we'll come back and wrap up the hour. There's a couple of good messages there. That was Quizzy Dag. Yes, welcome back. We're going to talk... Athletes, experienced athletes shortly, particularly one over in the EPL. We've got Cristiano Ronaldo coming up. I'm going to chat to Rich Jones, assistant editor for the um, Daily Mirror over in the UK, and we're going to have a chat to him about this current situation and uncensored version, his conversation with Piers Morgan that is, will be released in a couple of hours' time to get a full understanding of what's been said. But just on that, there's been some breaking news, and I had to um, commend Ada McLaughlin from Hawks Bay. He sent me an article. Appreciate it, brother. One news can reveal Martin Guptill's name won't be included when the Black Caps T20 One Day International squads to face India are revealed later this morning. Guptill's omission from the T20 squad comes less as a surprise after he was replaced in the top order by Finn Allen. It's big news there, Kempi. He's our leading run scorer in ODIs. And uh, he's a thousand runs ahead of Kane Williamson, and he's just lost the faith of the selectors. And you talk about IP constantly. That is some genuine IP that the Black Caps are losing. But then you think on the flip side, building for the future, there's a lot of worries. We went for a golden period. Is this about that building to uh, towards a, a situation where Finn Allen, he's only 23. What's your take on that? What's your initial reaction? I'm a little bit worried about that, um, you know, because you've got to get the mix right and you've got to actually take a little bit of a risk with some players and understand that they, you know, come with a a lot of, um, in a better word, baggage that you need to manage. Um, and I'm not saying that Guptill has that, but I I think when you're looking at, listening to Mitch uh, McLennigan last week when he was talking about he's sort of losing faith in the selectors because they're going away from selecting winners and they want to select one peg that fits a hole. And you can't you can't have teams like that, mate. I, I, the best teams I've ever been in, there's players that are in that side that you can't manage. You, can, you can't manage them, but they get into an environment, they really enjoy it, and they go out there, and, and as a player, you know what this guy's going to bring to the game. And I just think if you go down that sterile approach, and this is what it looks like, that sterile approach of picking the same player that's going to listen to what they're being told, mate, it's not going to work. I feel really so- for Guptill. I feel really sorry. He's one of mm. our best batsmen. Yeah, look, I don't know if this is a situation where it's just involving cricket. There might be a little bit more to this um, situation that's unfolding. And Martin Guptill, you, you talk about IP, the experience that he's offered for many, many years now. And it's a, it's a difficult – sport is a funny thing. I've been through it, Kempe, and, and when you're overtaking your time's done because someone younger, and that's what's happening at the moment. Finn Allen's coming in. He offers a very exciting, aggressive nature. You, we spoke to um, Baz McCallum last week about it. This is a different style approach. It's similar to Baz, what he offers. So they, they're trying to build for the future, but then you think of it and you know how experienced he is and, and what he has to offer at the top order. 
Look, I don't mind if he's not playing the game, but leaving him out of the squad? Probably a little bit too far. Let us know your reaction. Double eight, double three to that news. Martin Guptill is potentially going to be left out of the ODI squad, the T20 squad, going forward facing India in a couple of weeks' time. We'd love to hear from you. Even better, if give us a call, 800-150-811 on the Kinar Tire phone line. It's similar, similar to what's going on at Manchester United with Cristiano Ronaldo. And on that, we're going to talk to that. We're going to talk about that with Rich Jones uh, coming up after the news with Aroha. Double eight, double three. Martin Guptill left out of the ODI team facing India coming up. Love to get your reaction on that. There's a few messages here. Norm Berryman, Ruby Tui, Valerie Adams. That is from Andrew. Oh, what a hell of a golf cart. That'll be funny. I don't know if you'll be playing any golf cart. <laughs> you'll be you'll golf. You'll be dancing and chahoo, and it'll be so much fun. Brett, boys, Tiger, Michael Jordan, and I'm my man of the moment. I've been waiting a while for this guy to crack it. Tua. Tangavailoa, that's my quarterback, Joey B, for the Miami Dolphins. How good. I'll get to those messages coming up. We're going to talk to Rich Jones. All things Cristiano Ronaldo and Arsenal. Top of the table is Aroha with the news for Kubota. Find Panadol Rapid 80 caplets for just $14.99, but only at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, Izzy Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Tuesday, 15th of November. It's just after 7 o'clock. Appreciate you tuning in. Big hour here. We've got Bruce Sherrick, NZTR CEO, coming up at 7.40ish. Obviously, the abandonment Saturday's Cup Day at Rickett and Raceway. And then you had our Pooney on Friday night. There's plenty to debate as we come to the end of Cup Week. And we've got a big summer of racing, Caraca. Coming up as well, Alice Lee will be flying Legato in the futures. How good would that be? Whew, rugby league after eight. And then Beaver, well, Beaver's scared, apparently. He is scared <laughs> he of Dag. I'd be scared of B2 if I was him because <laughs> he don't want to take Daggy on in any challenge. Let's be honest. So he's a little bit scared. He won't be joining us later on the show. He's apparently missed his flight. Where are you going? Where are you going, Beaver? Get home. Get home, mate. Anyway, that's enough of that. Speaking of uh, other washed-up athletes, other than Beaver and myself, we're going to talk about Cristiano Ronaldo. 
I'm a Cristiano fan. I can't be saying that. I, I think he should be playing. He should be still got more plenty, plenty to offer at the moment. We're going to talk about it right now. Arsenal fans will enjoy their breathing room at the top of the EPL after picking up another win, extending their lead on Man City by five. It's a title race we won't see continue to Boxing Day as we creep closer to the FIFA World Cup. The drama from the EPL follows with Cristiano Ronaldo telling Piers Morgan he feels betrayed by his boyhood club, Manchester United. We've acquired the genius of Rich Jones, who is the assistant editor at Mirror, Mirror Football. Morning, Rich. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Good, thank you. Look, I've got to be completely honest. The only reason I'm a Manchester United fan is because of Cristiano Ronaldo and what's gone on there lately has ruined me and it's broken my heart, mate. What's happening? What's going on? Yeah, it's uh, it's all turned a bit sour, hasn't it? I mean, obviously, when he came back to the club uh, last summer, you know, there was all the fanfare. There was such a huge reception when he came back to Old Trafford and it just hasn't really worked out, has it? I mean, um, yeah, it's hard to see a way back from this latest uh, situation, the interview he's given and stuff he said. I mean, it seems like uh, one of those where he certainly wants out. They want rid of him it's just a case of trying to find a solution now but it's uh yeah it's sad to see the way it's turned out for all involved really because i think all it's done is sort of soured his uh his legacy at man united a bit the way it's all played out the last few weeks hey rich given the i guess what you just talked about the legacy the history alex ferguson grabbing a young christian uh cristiano ronaldo and bringing him over to manchester how are everyone feeling about the way that he's behaving uh, I think, the, I mean, this obviously, given, you know, his reputation, he's got a lot of fans. There's obviously a few sort of loyal fans that are kind of back in his corner. And I think everyone can kind of sympathise a little bit with some of what he's saying in terms of the fact that, you know, he's highlighting problems that Manchester United have had for a long time. But I think it's hard to really defend the way he's gone about it the last few weeks. I mean, it's the last couple of instances have just overshadowed when, you know, the club finally seems to be moving in the right direction again. Um Obviously, it's against Tottenham when he sort of didn't come on as a sub and he went down the tunnel before full-time. That was, you know, probably the biggest result, biggest performance that they've had so far under Eric Ten Hag or one of them, a really good win against Tottenham. And then, again, today, we probably should be talking about, you know, a great late win against Fulham and, you know, a new young yeah. person onto the scene, Garnacho, and instead it's sort of Ronaldo taking the headlines. I mean, the timing of both of those incidents when things are sort of finally looking up, I mean, it's hard to really give too much credit to Ronaldo, especially given, you know, it seems to be just that he's unhappy that he's not playing and things aren't working out because mm. things are actually kind of looking quite positive for United now under a new manager. So I think he's he's not really done himself any favours. I think in a few years he'll probably look back at these last few weeks and think he probably could have could have handled things a bit differently, to be honest. Yeah, look, it's it's an interesting one. He he pointed out, and over the last couple of years, I'm a United fan. I've always been wondering what is going on. Like we've we haven't really recruited as well as uh, as we probably could have. The infrastructure he touched on it, they're, they're still outdated. Well, was that just a little snub at the club as a whole? We don't know. But so you feel like that they've turned the corner with Eric Ten Hag, and they're they're heading in the right direction, or, or are you still a little bit query? Could they be doing their things a lot better? No, I mean obviously it's a lot. They've got a long way to go to sort of ma- match the teams at the top. But I think that 
for me, I think they certainly look from a neutral perspective to be moving in the right direction. They've made a few sort of, they've made a few signings that maybe weren't the biggest names on paper, but have looked really, you know, really good so far. Lisandro Martinez in defence and, you know, they just, they seem to have a bit more direction now with the new manager and, mm. Yeah, they've sort of shown a bit more fighting spirit. There's players that have been struggling in recent years. You know, Marcus Rashford's looking back to his back to good form, and you know, Anthony Martial's putting some good performances. I think they certainly look to be moving in the right direction. And they've sort of really overhauled things behind the scenes as well. I mean, the jury's still out a little bit in terms of you know, we'll need a few years to see on those that side of things. But you know, they've made a lot of changes sort of behind the scenes. You know, in the boardroom and the manager as well. And I think. They do seem to be moving in the right direction. It's just a shame for everyone involved that, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo's role in it is what it is, I suppose. Hey, Rich, so what's the what's the um, the resolution here? How is this issue resolved, given the fact that it's an interview that's going to come out over two days and a lot more is going to be printed through the media about these this conversations with Piers Morgan? What's the resolution? Is there one, or are we just going to see Ronaldo just sit there on the bench and see his time out? Yeah, we were saying that today actually at work. We were, you know, we've written so much about it. There's been so many inches dedicated to it, and we said it's only, you know, a taste of the fact that there's going to be what something like four parts or something. There's going to be so much more to come. So it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to rumble on the next few days as we get all the sort of extracts of this interview out of the way. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's a tricky one, isn't it? I think it seems clear. It's a clear attempt, really. I think from Ronaldo that he wants to find a way out. He wants to move on, but. I don't think Man United have been standing in the way of him leaving since the summer, really. I think if anyone wanted him and anyone was willing to take him on, they'd have happily sort of let him go and not sort of demanded a fee or anything like that. So it's a tricky one because he's he's kind of the victim of his own success in his career and the profile he's built, really, because of the fact that he's now at a point where there's only a select number of clubs, really, that could afford a player of his sort of magnitude and, you know, the wages he commands and that sort of thing. And... He's such like a, you know, he dominates headlines wherever he goes because of how sort of big a profile he is. So it's it's hard to see a club where he kind of fits in who could, you know, one, afford him and two, would want him in their team. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, I'm sure there'll be sort of clubs in, you know, in sort of the MLS and different leagues around the world who might be willing to offer him big money or, you know, mm. there's perhaps if he he's willing to take less money, you know, he could potentially go back to Sporting Lisbon, his hometown club, which is something that he's talked about in his career. But it's a tricky one to see, really. I think it's just a bit of a deadlock between both parties where, you know, it's hard to see where it ends up resolved. I don't know, he could end up, they could end up that they reach an agreement for him to leave early on a free, or it could be that he, you know, ends up staying until the end of the season. I don't know, it's hard to see a, a solution, though, between his relationship with Ten Hag, especially some of the comments he made about him in this interview. It's hard mm. to see him having much of a part to play on the pitch now, I think, after this. There's, there's two parts to this next question. The first one is, what, well, what's the issue if he wants to leave and the club want him to leave? Well, get it done. But the second one, is it a, is it a, I guess, a trend that players are actually now becoming bigger than the club and they're dominating that media space, just like what Cristiano's doing? Because we've seen that a number of times already from other players in other sports, um, talking American sport especially. So where does this actually end up as far as player voice goes? Cristiano getting out of his back end of his career, what does the future look like? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think certainly, like you mentioned, American sports, and American sports are sort of a lot more like superstar dominated, aren't they, in a way? And football's not so much like that. But then I think the last sort of 15, 20 years you've seen 
Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, who've just been, you know, on another planet in terms of their sort of fame and superstardom around the world. But I think it's interesting, really, because ultimately, you know, Ronaldo's not getting his own way. He's getting a lot of attention, but, you know, he's not playing. He's not a massive part of the team. And, you know, the team are sort of doing pretty well without him up front. So it's... um. I think it kind of shows that ultimately, like especially at a club like Manchester United, you know, no one's bigger than the club, and um, that was certainly something that you know Sir Alex Ferguson was always big on back in the day. And um, yeah, it's an interesting one. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens the next few weeks and months with him and where he ends up and what happens because it's it'd be a shame that if this is his career at the top level, sort of going out like this, because like you say, you sort of he's one of the main reasons you support Man United, and he's been such a great sort of. Well, he's just been one of the greatest players the game's ever seen, hasn't he? So it's uh, it'd be a shame if he sort of goes out at the highest level in this way rather than, you know, on the pitch scoring goals like he, he probably should. Well, let's park Manchester United and Cristiano Ronaldo. I understand you're a Wolves fan, so we might have to park that as well. But sorry, <laughs> the Arsenal situation... What do you think of Arsenal? Will they hold their place at the top? They've been chased by Manchester City. And what about the takeover of Newcastle from the Saudis? And they're sitting in third at the moment. So they've come a long way since that takeover. Yeah, I was uh, I was actually at the Arsenal game the other day. I was back home in Wolverhampton for a few days and got to go. So I can't pretend I enjoyed it too much uh, being a Wolves fan. But it was... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's, I think it's. I've been one of these that's been saying all along, but oh, Man City will win the league easily. They'll, you know, Arsenal fall away a little bit. But I think that game on Saturday night, it was, you know, obviously Wolves aren't in the best form at the moment. At the moment, but you know, there was a real big sort of expectation around Arsenal, and there was a sort of real good atmosphere at Molyneux, a new manager being introduced before the game. And I think that's the sort of game, and there's been a few this season that you know the Arsenal of old would have probably lost or dropped points in when you know everyone just expects them to win and as it is they just they never really look like losing you know they were rock solid they took their chance in the second half and they've built a bit of a lead at the top so I think I'd still expect Man City to win the league but I think you've got to really take Arsenal seriously as, as title contenders at the moment and then like you say Newcastle are in great form they were really good against Chelsea at the weekend I think um, yeah they've obviously I think they've surpassed all expectations in terms of how quickly they're turn things around since the takeover. I think it'll be, you know, tough for them to maintain as the season goes on because they maybe haven't got the depth in their squad of some of the other top teams, but they're certainly capable of beating anyone on their day and they're going to be in and around the European places, I'm sure. So it's going to be interesting to see how their season unfolds. I guess the World Cup's come at a bad time for them because they've got so much momentum at the moment. I'm sure they'd love to try and keep that going and not have sort of six weeks or four weeks without a game, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they come back from the World Cup break after uh, on Boxing Day. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, quickly, talking about World Cup, early shout for the World Cup winner. How do you see it unfolding? Uh, I'm. It's hard to say, but if I had to put my neck on the line, I think Brazil looked pretty good. I think they've got a really sort mm. of solid system. Mm. They've played a good, you know, they've They've been quite settled for a while now in terms of the system and the formation and things like that. And because of this World Cup, no one's got too much time together beforehand. Normally going into a World Cup, you have like a long training camp because it's in the summer. But as it is, there's, you know, Premier League's just finished and then the World Cup starts on Sunday. So I think the fact that they're kind of quite, they've got quite a clear identity. They know what they're doing, how they play. I think that'll suit them quite well in the short turnaround. But 
it's anyone's game, isn't it? Especially when you get to knockout stages. It's the same in any sport, the World Cups. You know, we all see anything can happen in the knockout round. So we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting, I'm sure. Beautiful, mate. We appreciate you coming on the show and sharing some insights of Cristiano Ronaldo and Piers Morgan. That will unfold later on tonight. We're going to get the full version shortly, and uh, we can't wait to see what's happened. There's going to be plenty more said. I saw a photo of uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and Wayne Rooney. You reckon they might get in the boxing ring? (laughs) (laughs) Potentially. There's been some tax fired over there. Anyway, Rich Jones, appreciate your time this morning, mate. Thank you so much. Editor at Mural Football. Beautiful. Talking uh, the Cristiano Ronaldo situation. Arsenal at top of the EPL. No one really predicted it. Man City are flying, but no. They've come out of nowhere, the Gunners, and proved everyone wrong. But now, the World Cup has come about, and they're going to stop till Boxing Day and halt uh, that momentum. <laughs> Interesting. Well, well, yeah, it's, it, we'll, we'll shoot off, Kempi, because we're going to come back with Off the Back Fence. And no doubt you'll have plenty to say about some situation, and we're looking forward to hearing it, mate. We've got a few messages there that we'll read shortly as well. But we'll shoot off, we'll come back with off the back fence. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. You yeah, like this one is in New Zealand. It won't be long before rugby remains our winter sport. And rugby league, guess what, is being played in the spring. As the Black Ferns brand explodes after winning the World Cup down under, one would have to think that participation will make a significant contribution to the great growth of rugby union in this country. And this could spell the end to rugby league being played in a winter window and where the sport across the country is currently on life support. Competing for the same child will be unattainable for league given the recent success of the Black Ferns especially after seeing a friend and all her young boys wanting to play rugby union given the success of the World Cup. They have simply captured a nation's heart and firmly put rugby union back into the homes of every Kiwi. How good. What needs to happen is that rugby league needs to move its windows and its competitions to the spring where competing for participation isn't going to be a threat. And if the game is to survive, it needs to happen. Kids will still want to play league, but not if it's competing with their local school's rugby or their rugby clubs. There's an opportunity here for both sports to benefit from this extraordinary successful event. And let's hope that the top brass who sit in the seats making decisions utilise the success and simply look at introducing spring competitions to help support our local club's survival. For me... It's a no-brainer. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Be the Kiwi Ferns are playing this morning against England. They get their job done. They have a rematch against Australia because Aussie will probably win that other final. They're taking on Samoa. I'm thinking. Papua New Guinea seventy-four nil. Uh, they're ahead. Oh hell! So there you go. <laughs> the other final, one side is anything. Ten eight in that little. Pool game, so hey, there's always time. But I look, I don't hope it's not like that, Kimpy. Like, like women's rugby was already flying, 
before this. Like the participation numbers were skyrocketing way above the men's at the moment, but now, like you just said, like they're just going ballistic at the moment. People want to be Stacy Flula, Ruby Tui. Like they've done something that's special and they've inspired, and that's what they spoke about. So, do you are you expecting rugby league to change the the program? Or change the time, where when they play or where they play. I was, Become a spring game. Look, I'm I'm captivated by the mm. women's rugby union World Cup, and and of course in the background we've had the Kiwis and the Kiwi Ferns playing their their um, rugby league World Cup as well. And you're right, they play England shortly. They should get them. I think they're just over two bucks to to win that game. Mm the Kiwis, and hopefully get a rematch against the Australians, which they just lost by two points last week. But the Rugby League World Cup is a poor cousin. It hasn't captured anyone's imagination, and I doubt very much that there is, um, apart from the diehard Rugby League fans that have been watching our Wahine Tour playing Rugby League up there in the UK, as opposed to what's been going on in the Union. And it just got me thinking is that what's happening is that there's a resurgence of... Um, kids that have been captivated and want to get back in the rugby union. It's just a natural progression. And of course we're on life support and I was thinking, well, what's that, what's that going to do to rugby league? You know, we're already competing for kids in the same window. What's the solution? It's actually quite simple. The solution for our game is to move to spring, to allow yeah. kids to play both, you know, if that's what they want to do as opposed to have to make a choice. And I think the benefit of the success down here with the World Cup for our ladies actually could be turned into a benefit for both sports if they mm. think laterally and use some common sense with that move. So um, that's what I think. I'm look. I'm, I'm a firm believer of spring uh, rugby league. I think it's better for. Uh, our clubs, you know, it's played on firmer tracks. It's a more attractive style of football. And, of course, you know, you do have that competition in our local towns when our rugby league clubs are really struggling and, and the rugby union clubs where's where they get a hell of a lot more for their for their bang for their buck, the kids. So it's just it's a suggestion. I hope, I hope the, mm. the powers that be are listening. I, I think it's a no-brainer, like I said. Um, but, you know, that's my opinion. Your rugby union is flying here at the moment, and then you, you talk about the rugby league at the moment is struggling, and you think that the governments will come together, and, and you know, particularly in the women's game for, for rugby, you'd be tapping into that IP and, and getting an understanding of what they're doing so right, and the competitions is a huge factor at the moment. Now we've got Opiki, we've got the Farah Palmer Cup competition, there's going to be the Pacific Four Nations next year for the women's rugby team, and then there's a, a World 15 competition. 18 teams can be across tier three, uh, three tier nations are going to come together at the end of the year and play a big competition emulating the Six Nations. So there's genuine competitions that are getting put in front of these ladies to play uh, top-line rugby and be a part of it, which is huge. And at the moment, that's why they are getting the success that they're getting because they've had a genuine investment into the game and with rugby league if they're going to have anything they've got to have competitions right now our provincial competition is non-existent and that's what's going to it's happen so we, we become a recruitment bed not only for mm. you know our, our men and our boys that are coming through the grades but now our ladies you know what yep. I mean so they'll be playing league and 
if they if they're good enough to make the NRLW, they head over there, which is where all our Kiwi girls go because Warriors don't have yep. a team. Um, but secondly, now that the other opportunity is through all these rugby union competitions, we just become another recruitment bed, um, mm-hmm. and that's why, like, that's fine. The recruitment bed stuff, we we just, but we yep. still need to build competitions and pathways. And I just think moving a window to. would be a massive, massive benefit to the sport. Have to keep building pathways and, and opportunities for people that they want to play rugby league in their home. Like not everyone can pack their suitcase at 15 years of age and head to Australia to potentially go and play an NRL competition. You want to have to, you know, give them opportunity to play in their own backyard so we can stay here and witness it. Next year, we potentially might be able to only be able to witness the Black Ferns playing once in the Laurie O'Reilly competition against Australia. I think that will be a pretty dire situation. But there's going to be a ton of games, eight test matches that I was reading, potentially for our Black Ferns next year. So it's a start. It's a start. We're going to shoot off. We'll come back with some more headlines from Kez. And then we've got Bruce Sharrock, the Bull, CEO of NZTR, coming up shortly. So if you've got any questions, file them through, double eight, double three. There's plenty of texts there too. We're going to uh, get through and read those. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Auntie Aroha, for the news. 33 minutes past seven here on SENZ, listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Here with Gal, fueling your mission all year round. They fueled my mission to work this morning. I don't know about you boys, but uh, taking you through a little bit of uh, headlines. Oh, and yesterday... Share the love. Izzy. Oh, we don't, we don't get free penny. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I tell you who was fueled up yesterday, Joel Embiid. Did you see Joel Embiid yesterday, Dagger? I've got him in my fantasy team, boy. Oh, 59 ask. points, baby. I was going to ask about that. Is he who's leading fantasy this year? Uh, I'm two from two from four. That's a better uh, start so than one, last two, season, isn't it? Two, yeah. Oh, well, head up. Yeah, yeah. Head up. You know I'm taking on Tom Christie this week. Last week I smoked Finlay Christie. Come see me, boy. <laughs> Ended up well. Uh, I'm glad Joel Embiid was in your team. The Sixers beat uh, the Utah Jazz 105-98 yesterday, and uh, Joel Embiid, 28 years old, he flirted with a quadruple double, which you never ever see nowadays in the NBA. He scored 59 points. Uh, that is over half the team's total. Yes, I did do the math there, and yes, I am dyslexic, so it may be wrong. 20 well, from 24. Oi, hey? 20 from 24. 20 shots from Mate, 24 yeah, you attempts. Just, you don't see that. like Especially from a, the, the big man in the NBA is sort of being diluted quite a lot now. If you're a big man, you've got to be able to dribble, you've got to be able to stretch the floor, shoot a couple of threes. But Joel Embiid, he's still the only real big man that gets down there and bangs in the paint, you know, and his, his classic post moves are still undefeated, as you can tell. 59 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists and 7 blocks, which is almost unheard of nowadays in the NBA. Boys, staying... On the NBA, you both obviously remember Jordan and Pippen, right? Yeah. Well, uh, Jordan and Pippen are coming back. Looks like uh, Jordan and Pippen are going to get another ring. Uh, boys, I just while looking for a few headlines, I, I headed to Instagram as I usually do. First thing that comes up on my Instagram feed: Larsa Pippen and Michael Jordan's son are officially dating now. 
Wow. So Scotty Pippen's ex-wife, Larsa Pippen, is uh, now dating the son of Michael Jordan. So it looks like if uh, if all goes well and uh, Jordan gets down on one knee, they're going to win another ring together, them two. Unbelievable. Isn't that oh, just a bit well of madness? well put together, kids. Isn't that a bit of madness? So I just saw that and uh, thought that would be a bit funny. But nah, boys, uh, like I said before, fu- Gal, fueling your mission, Izzy. They fuel my mission. Fueled my... Mission to work, <laughs> gonna fuel my mission home as well. Pop into your local gal for some feel good value fuel. Visit gal.co.nz. Bang, kids. Well done, mate. I gotta, I gotta, um, it wasn't 20 from 24. He made his free throws with 20 from 24. He had 19 out of from 28 field goals made. So, still in pretty successful. Still in 6.79.6.79. Percentage of the night for 59 points. How good. Joel Embiid, please, please continue that form. Great little headlines here, Joe. Ah, Joe, Kiz. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, he calls me bears all the time. (laughs) No, I don't, Kimpy. Don't. Don't start. Appreciate it. Love it. Couple of messages we're going to get through here on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Before we get off to Bruce... Sharrock. Can't wait to have a chat to him. Hi, Izzy and Kimpy. I would have Bobby Jones, greatest golfer. Babe Zacharias, greatest woman sports person. And Jim Clark, the greatest F1 driver from Glen. We're talking about who would you go golfing with? If you had four seats, three empty seats, who would you invite? And those are the uh, invitees for Glen. Another one here from uh, Kimberly. Imagine the last was Sir Ian Botham, Ricky Gervais, and Bumble. I would arrange for Stephen Fry to turn up for lunch in a tent on the night because I think that's about as far around that we would all get. Sir you Ian Botham is no, you wouldn't, mate. Sir Ian Botham, he is one of his one character, but I don't know if his back could hack it at the moment. Last time I seen him at the NZ Golf Open, he was oh. Limping around that golf course, the big man. That's what big cricket and fast bowlers have to deal with going for. And another one here from Strato, and he's a passionate Taranaki uh, pundit. Morning, boys. I think Kendra deserves more kudos steering the Black Ferns around the park for 16 years. Stratty. Kendra Coxedge can be mm. one of the good ones. She's retiring. She's ending three-time world champion for our Black Ferns, one of the greatest ever what an impact she's left on the next generation. Oh, and picked up and picked up the best player in the world of both males and females at that st- stage at a stage of her life. Um, I think Stratty's dead right. She has been the driving force behind uh, the ferns, the pack, and and leading the backs. Um, obviously, the connector to uh, Ruhi Dumont. So, um, yeah, Stratty, we agree with you one hundred percent. We had Kendra on, and she said she needed to lift her game. That's what Wayne Smith wanted her to do, and didn't she do that? You know, and yeah. there's that shot where Ruby Tui's going down the sideline. Who's the pass away that is there in case she needs it? Kendra. Kendra's sitting right there. So um, a wonderful tournament from her. She does deserve all those accolades. Well, you show how, shows how important she is when she plays the entire match. You know, the experience. And she come a long way, particularly in their final. She kicked. She led them around the park, put them in the right positions and made some great decisions. So, yeah, Kendra, she'll go down as one of the greats, if not the greatest. Love that message from you, Strato. Boys, just check the odds for the Kiwi Ferns. $2.07. To win double your money, surely too good for the Poms, Mark. Too good, Kempi. 
we'll Get hear on. from Bruce Sherrick. Maybe he'll pump them in too. Brucey, he's the NZTR CEO. Looking forward to having a chat. There's plenty to talk about. I know all you racing fans yesterday were asking a few questions regarding Rickerton, Awapuni, and the situation that unfolded last week with racing in New Zealand. Bruce will have some pretty honest answers for us coming up. We'll be back soon with Bruce Sherrick. Yeah. To do our Love Racing update this morning, so we thought we'd go to the big boss at New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing and get an update with how things are going around the industry. Bruce Sharrick joins us on the line. Love Racing, your home for everything Thoroughbred Racing. Visit loveracing.new Zealand. Morena Bruce, how's things, mate? Yeah, look, mate, it's, uh, it's been a pretty disappointing weekend, if I'm being honest, and it kind of kicked off on Friday with the uh, with the loss of our Puni meeting. So, it's a few moving pieces at the moment. Mate, you've you've got your you've got your feet under the under the desk now. You know you've had half a dozen months or so to to, to have a look around, and um, you see these. I guess what people are saying: these abandonments still continue to happen. What can we expect to happen over the next few weeks? Well, I think first and foremost, what we have to do is uh, have a thorough look at why they continue to happen. Um, I mean, I have some views. Uh, the short version is we've got to put a full stop on this. The, the reality is that we need accountability, and the way the model is currently structured, that accountability stops at club land. Uh, clubs are rewarded, remunerated, and expected to produce safe, uh, raceable tracks. Now, as we experienced in Hawke's Bay uh, over the spring carnival, we had an abandonment due to a weather, a weather bomb, effectively. Nobody, nobody even raises an eyebrow. That's expected. But the concerning trend is where we've got race meetings that have begun, um, and in some cases not even begun, but not fit to race. And, you know, for me, uh, I just feel that we need to step up right across the board. Someone needs to own it, and clearly from my perspective... We have to enforce it, and uh, I've made it very clear to a group of uh, leading CEs on Sunday, and uh, I'll be communicating with the entire industry uh, probably today, tomorrow, outlining the expectation uh, that the accountability and responsibility stops right there. What's the repercussion of this, um, Bruce? Because I've got a sense that potentially Christchurch might could, could lose some important meetings, like we could lose the Guineas, we could lose the Cup, because of what's unfolded on the weekend, is that some? Is that going to be a situation that could unfold? No, look, Izzy, that, that, that's not one of the outcomes. I think when I look at the current rules uh, and, and I guess regulations we have around the industry, the, re- the the levers we have is from a funding perspective. So we fund the clubs, and when I say we, it's the industry funds the clubs for these outcomes. So it's taking a look at that funding and whether or not. They should be funded for not delivering what they should have delivered. And those are the things uh, that I'll be taking a very close look at over the coming days. Uh, it happened at Rotorua. Uh, Rotorua, you may remember, some months back delivered a track that was subpar and everybody arrived but couldn't participate. Uh, there was no funding that went to that club for that day. And that was the, the, the first of its kind. Look, I, I don't want to penalise our clubs. I want to work with them. We're in this together. But we have to get better. Both of you guys have been elite sports people. For me, I just get a feeling that it's a culture of cutting corners. It's a culture of the one percent is not being done, and it's ultimately costing us on tracks that have probably been underinvested for decades, and some of it's yeah. coming home to roost. Yeah. But at the end of the day, 
it can't continue, we will lose meetings. I want to make that really, really clear. There is no way in the world that New Zealand will mitigate all abandonments. It's just not possible. The rest of the world tells you that. But we need to get better in this space. Mate, it's like going to the going to a rug, going to a rugby game without your boots. You know, we show up there. You got a packed uh, you got a packed crowd coming in. They're looking forward. They've been away in COVID for three years and. You know, cancel the races after after a couple of races is um, is pretty average. But as far as the trainers and the and the jockeys, and you're talking about caterers, the event itself, who foots that bull, bull? Oh, well, that's on the club. I mean, clearly the club uh, is is the recipient of uh, what happens mm. on the day by way of hospital. Um, when it comes to trainers and compensation, that's on the industry. So that is something we. Uh, compensate uh, participants for. Um, so there's costs all around. There's just simply no winners in this. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's an extremely disappointing situation. And look, you know, I've got, I've got to highlight, whilst Rickerton was an absolute travesty, given the day was beautiful, the crowd had turned up, we were set for a magnificent race day. Still had a great day. Yeah, yeah, well, I heard many did. The, the reality is, Lost Friday as well, and and because it's a, what we term an industry day, it kind of is flowing under the radar. The simple version with that is it wasn't delivered in a state that it should have been, and so I'm equally looking at that. All right, Bull, uh, you've been in the job for a, for a while now. It's not all doom and gloom. Like there's still some shine. Like how do you how do you fit the 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 season as a whole already? We've just come through the biggest week in New Zealand racing, one of them anyway. We've still got. Karaka Millions coming up. Are you happy with where we're at? What are the shining lights out of this season? Yeah, look, all of the disappointment aside, you know, I was there on Wednesday. It was a magnificent day at Rixton. Uh, that mm. carnival was tracking really well. Uh, our wagering numbers have been uh, pretty good given the economic situation we all sit in. Um, so, look, there's a lot of positive. The Grand Tour that is uh, underway, and clearly those three days at Rickerton were part of the Grand Tour. And the days you've talked about, you know, we've got some magnificent racing uh, coming up mm. leading into Christmas, uh, the relocation clearly of the uh, ATR meetings going to Pukki and to Tirapa. You've got your New Year's Days, you've got your Wellington Carnivals. There is some great stuff coming up. We need to, that's NZTR, and clubs need to ensure that we are playing our part to deliver the tracks for our participants to participate. You know, I just feel sorry. Equally, uh, you know, all the frustration I feel is minute compared to yeah. some of the trainers, the owners, yeah. the punters, the other people that deserve to have a uh, to have a day out and the opportunity to race for the spoils. So in that sense it's disappointing. Yes, we got the, the race day away yesterday to ensure that uh, the the owners and the trainers particularly could get their horses um, through the event that they planned, but it's not the same and uh, yeah, extremely disappointing. Hey, mate. Well, thanks a lot for joining hey. us this morning, Bull, and give, giving us an update on what's happened out in Rickerton. You're doing a fantastic job. Keep up the good work. That's Bruce Sharrick uh, from New Zealand uh, Thoroughbred Racing. Join us. Love Racing. Your home for everything Thoroughbred Racing. Visit loveracing.nz. Go well this morning, mate. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the call. There you go. Bull Sharrick giving us an update. We... We were asked yesterday by our listeners, Izzy, to see if we can get an update on Rickerton. I think he covered off everything there. The most disappointing one, and he's tapped it on the head there, there's no winners in this. There's no winners in this. It can only be losers. But, hey, it's hopefully it's the end. There's always going to be abandonments, but if it comes down to incompetence, that's what we need to get rid of. Cutting corners, the one percenters. Don't do it.
That's the cardinal sin in every environment. We can't have it because Saturday could could have been horrible for everyone involved. If parties still didn't have an opportunity to go stay there and have a good time, we'll shoot off. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the hour. Izzy's bomb squad. Wayne Smith, Alan Bunting, Ted Henry, Mike Crom, Whitney Hanson. Wesley Clark, take a bloody bell. You have to think, 10 months ago, we were at a dire situation for our beloved Black Ferns, demolished over in Europe by two teams that have been dominant force for years. Fast forward 10 months, and Wayne Smith, Ruahe Damont, Kennedy Simon have flipped the script and won Rugby World Cup 2021. The way in which they did it, beating two teams who I spoke about earlier, France in the semi, and now England in the GF, the grand final. This goes to show what Kempi has been saying about coaches and players that have so much IP can offer to environments and team cultures. Genuine resources thrown to women's rugby's disposal has proven that women's rugby can hold its own. Some of the hits and skills shown over this World Cup has been nothing but mesmerising, and I am well and truly a women's rugby supporter. This is only the start. We need to ensure that this continues. I would love to see mid-season tours from England and France, even Canada, that at least the champion Black Ferns deserve. Question now, Kempi, and I'll get your answer after the 8 o'clock news. Who takes over? Who is the ideal option to carry this momentum on? Wesley Clark, Whitney Hansen, Alan Bunting, and the success he's had with New Zealand Sevens. We'll get your answer shortly. Or double eight, double three on the Temper Bed Post text machine. Who takes over from Wayne Smith? Who can carry this momentum on? What he has created, go win forward. That is the big decision that NZR have to make. Let us know. Double eight, double three. Kempi's answer coming up. Rugby League World Cup is firing Samoa taking on Australia. Ferretti, Tuilangi, Samoan, inspirer at the moment. He's going to tell us how it's going. He's out of the news for Kubota. Together, shaping and building New Zealand. Help promote proper posture with Futuro Posture Corrector from Chemist Warehouse, now only $35.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Tuesday, 15th of November. It's just after 8 o'clock. Appreciate you tuning in. I'll ask the question, Kempi, just quickly. Black Ferns, Wayne Smith stepping aside. The footprint, the blueprint has been set. 
to how get this Black Ferns, Black Ferns team has been able to create some success at the Rugby World Cup. Who takes over? Oh, look, I think that uh, there's a, a place here for Kendra Coxedge to come in. And uh, yeah. I think what she does is she goes in and she learns off Alan Bunting, who moves up into the head coach's role. She picks up the cultural advisor. And I think Wayne Smith stays there as director of football. I would go to Wayne Smith and I would say he's director <laughs> of football, but not just for the Black Ferns, for New Zealand Rugby Union. He can't let him go. He's got too much IP. Oh. He'll be, he'll be still on the books, don't worry. They'll be, he'll be still on the books somehow. They won't be trying to let him go, mate. That's two Rugby World Cups and a, a World Cup for uh, the women's side too. So, so much IP. Kendra Coxedge. Kendra Straight Coxedge, into Alan Bunting's role. And because yeah, Alan Bunting picks up the head coach's role, he teaches her everything about culture and gets her started on her journey into the coaching. You can't let her go either. Yeah. No way in the okay, world. Okay, that'll be it. It'll be interesting, eh? Maybe I'll, I'll reach out to Kenj and see, now she's retired, what's next? Like, would she love to get into, I know she's been a big part of Canterbury Rugby Union, I always see it up there in the offices, and she's a part of the community rugby field, she gets out in the community, she enjoys it, she makes the most of it, and I reckon that'll be an interesting fit. We want more wahine toa in our coaching realms, for sure, and we want them to be learning from the, from the best, the IP, and we know Alan Bunting has been able to do with New Zealand Sevens and, and the environment that he has created and what he's been after. Mate, it's, a, it's an interesting outset. So, look, let's let's hope they can then do that. Someone's come through and said Razor. Someone's come through and said Razor. Kempe, Razor. Nah, nah, look, Razor. We, it's Park Razor. It's Park Razor. I don't, I don't think that that'll be the, the ideal fit for Razor. Look, he's already got one over New Zealand Rugby. We can't, you know... Has he already made his bed? We will soon see after the Barbars beat the All Blacks 15. But I'd love to see Alan Bunting. And I know you kids, you come in with an awesome situation similar to Kempe's. Similar to Kempe, um, uh situation as well. Just trying to get someone at the helm and building people up around them. Whitney Hanson, Kempe. Whitney Hanson. And the IP that she has gained over the last couple of months. She could be a potential fit. I don't think she'll be uh, ready for the head coach role right now, but mm. getting around Alan Bunting and learning from Alan Bunting could be a situation at the moment. Yeah, look, she stays there, 100%. Whitney, Whitney Hanson stays in the mix. If you look at the the, the you know the co-martyrs gone and, and Ted, so Ted, he's 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 actually going to retire. He wants to go and yeah. you know jump on his kayaks with a mad butcher and cruise around those bays over in Waiheke Island. Um Cron stays there as a specialist, you know, so he'll be bought in and out as you as you see. But I think the natural progression here is for Alan Bunting to take the roll up. He's done his time, um, and I think just a, another coach is needed before you hand the, the the reins over to Whitney. I think Whitney Hanson is a, is the is a is pathwayed into that position. But I would bring Kendra. I would definitely bring Kendra, in and I wouldn't lose Wayne Smith just yet. I think IP is paramount. I think, you know, um, especially what he's been able to achieve over the last 11 months, you would hate to think you're shoving that back into the, you know, the archives in, in the library, which will never, ever be invested in, into again. Um, and I would be, if I was Mark, 
um, Robinson, I'd be talking to him saying, how do we keep you involved for the next 12 months, two years, even if it's in a, a part-time capacity to sit down and help us transition through this next phase? Because if you remove – imagine if you remove – so it doesn't make sense. You remove him, you remove Sue Ted, you remove Mike Cron. Now, you basically – you're taking an encyclopedia and you're ripping it up and you're saying, right, let's start again from – from um, from scratch and have Alan Bunting and Whitney here there and bring bring in you know someone and I know they're talking about Razor. Look, Razor's the next All Black coach. Let's be honest. He yeah. he's got higher, um, I guess, achievements and his uh, that he wants to achieve. And as I'm not saying that the the ladies is the game that he doesn't doesn't want to coach. I think his his ideal coaching position is the All Blacks. Um, so I think within that structure, and we'd put this together really quickly. You've got to think really smart around how do you retain the IP, mm. because you 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 know yep. you can't just go right. You threw her out, and away you yep. go, away you go, Alan. You're, it's all yours. You get out there now, and you do that again for us at the next World Cup. It ain't gonna work. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, so, I, I'm sorry, you can't just remove those three greats and say get out there and do it. I think the reason the three the, the three are there is because of Wayne Smith. Like he's convinced them to be a part of it. He's convinced them to be. A That's part of why it he's director and, of football. Yeah, I, I just yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. He's already come out and said he's he's tired. He's very very tired. He took this on, and it's his big probably one of his greatest achievements. But whether he he always had the desire, like he can never question that. To get back and and, and he's he is a professor of rugby and he knows he understands it. But the question, like you got Alan Bunting and that's why they were in there. That's why he brought Alan Bunting in and he brought the Wesley Clarks in and and the Whitney Hansons Hansons for the last six months. You think of the last six months, the IP that they've learnt in the last six months and been just listening to him every single day, the meetings I've had, the trainings, the the on field, the off field kind of situations. That's what um, the last six months has been about. And uh, look, be an interesting scenario. I'm predicting Alan Bunting will take over with mm. uh, with Whitney Hanson already being in there, Wesley Clark. Um, whether Wayne Smith stays on, oh, I can hope so. <laughs> but we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> wait and see and see what happens. But get this, there's a few messages coming through regarding the World Rugby Women's 15s Player of the Year. So Ruahe Damont and Portia Woodman, they're a part of that. But get this, Kempi. Get this, the Men's World Rugby Player of the Year. Lucanio M from South Africa. Antoine Dupont from France. you got Johnny Sexton from Ireland. you got Josh van der Fleur from Ireland. So you got no Adi Savea even in amongst it. Is that a big snub or what? Uh, that means the guys, I'll tell you what, some of these guys that pick these awards, they need to give themselves a slap, seriously. <laughs> you don't have Artie Savier in, in your top four. Like, you know, it's not that he isn't there. He's not in your top four. Come on. Come yes. on. They What they should do, what they should do is they should have a vote, like a serious yeah. vote from a player's perspective and let the players select it. All the, oppo- all the opposition coaches, you know how to pick for your own team? You have to pick the p- best player out of the other team. Yeah, you know, journal- journalists picking it. Come on. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But anyway, let's not get started on that. And Honey Hedemir Smile has come through with other potential candidates to take over for the Black Ferns. We want our Wahine Toa, oh, our I Wahine agree. coaches to be a part of it. 
for sure. And we 100%. want them to be there. And there's some big names that have come through. And probably one of my favourite players of the tournament was Crystal Murray. And she's come through and, and, and said it to it. So, um, oh, Crystal Murray. Honestly, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of hers. She was so good in that competition. Man, she's got some razzle. We'll come back to that, honey. We'll come back to that, honey. And give us a call, too. We'd love to chat to you. But we'll, before then, we're going to talk to Paulie Moati. Paulie Moati, time for our TAB live update. Paulie, how are you? Yeah, morning, boys. I'm good. How are, how are you, boys? Not as good uh, as the owners hey. of Legado. And Starry Bill. What about that? How good is she? She is absolutely sensational. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, where they decide to take her. She is a superstar. There must be more empty seats in your office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Izzy. Uh, very nice. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry, mate. It's all I could think about when Starabill came forth. <laughs> they had another good day yesterday, didn't they, the boys, Paulie? Yeah, yeah, they certainly did. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, well, Legato, what? She was a dollar forty uh, and very well backed um, in just about every single multi yesterday as well. Um, so she did punters a huge, huge favour, um, especially after the sort of the start or the just before the start, the uh, sort of performance she put up. Uh, but came through. Um, who was it? Dummy Myers in the New Zealand Cup um, was uh, just too good and was very well back, not just in the final field market, but in the futures market as well. So, yeah, another big hit there. So um, we're looking to make a weaver back today, uh, and I'm just having a look down the page here, and I can see we've got the odds out for that. We're not too far away, about 15 minutes away from the start of that uh, Rugby League Women's uh, World Cup, mm-hmm. England, New Zealand. England, a dollar eighty-five. The draw at eleven dollars, and New Zealand, two dollars and eleven cents. Um, what? Yeah, not surprising. We've taken a bit of cash on the Kiwi set, two dollars and eleven cents. They uh, they're coming for the girls, um, and, and I guess what? Why wouldn't you? Because um, the way the Black Ferns took care of business on the weekend, um, I'm sure. Uh, that the rugby league girls have, have taken a bit of confidence from that, and um, they'll be uh, all guns blazing. So, yeah, very well backed at $2.11. We've also got an NFL game later on this afternoon. It's a big NFC East matchup with the Philadelphia Eagles, who lead that uh, division, uh, and the only unbeaten team left in the comp as well. Uh, they are quite warm favourites. They're dollar seventeen. Uh, to beat the Washington Commanders, who are at the bottom of the NFC East with a 4-5 and five record. They are $4.60 to win that game. The Eagles are 11.5-point favourites, and the game total is at 42.5. I can tell you, there's a few multis finishing on the Eagles to win today at $1.17, and also on them to cover the spread, minus 11.5. So lots of support for the Philadelphia Eagles. Will they remain unbeaten after today's matchup? Mm. And, of course, we've got a bonus back promotion uh, on that game between the Eagles and the Commanders. Um, just place a pre-match winning team and margin bet. And if your team wins but you've selected the incorrect margin, we'll refund your bet up to $50 as a bonus bet. Uh, head to the TAB website to check out all the T's and C's around that. Oh, 
So good, Paulie Mighty. You're always about giving, and that's why I love you. So I love you every single day you come on. You just give back to the listeners and the pundits. Appreciate you coming on, mate. And uh, my mates, they love your basketball promotion that you got going on as well. So keep it up. Keep giving back to us. We love it. Thank you so much. Anything else before we let you go? No, no, no. Yeah, but the the accountants are starting to look at all the stuff that we're giving away, and uh, so let's <laughs> <laughs> start to tighten the screws, as he so. Yeah, we'll keep going. You're waiting. You're waiting for summer to end and winter to start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. Beautiful. Go well today, boys. Thanks, Paulie. It was uh, Paulie Moati Promotions Play 100 of Sports Markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. We're going to shoot off. We've got a few messages here. We've got the beaver, the tiger, and the bear. That is from Mark C. Four ball of Izzy Baz. Beaver and Kempi is hydration manager. This is regarding <laughs> our question of the day. A fourth. Some of golf, who would you play with? Send those messages, come, keep those messages coming through. Shooter McGavin. Ooh, there you go. Shooter McGavin, Happy Gilmore. A few messages coming through. Honey, hit me a smiler. If you're listening, give us a call, 0800 150 and we'll have a chat to you because you sent in a very poignant answer to our question, who would be the next Black Ferns coach? She's come through and says, give it to a woman. There you go. <laughs> They are ready. So is Whitney. Give it to one. Come on, honey. Give us a call. Back soon. Yes, welcome back. We've been covering the Black Ferns. We haven't even started on the ABs. Where do they go this week? They're taking on England shortly. Um, but we've been talking all things racing as well. There's a couple of messages here. We're going to rip into some Movember chat shortly because it's Movember week. And Kempi's got a wee challenge. Uh, for myself and Beaver, Kempi, you got the cards ready, <laughs> mate? I'm all ready. I've been waiting for this all, right. all morning. All right. Who's first? Who's first? So okay, Beaver. Because because Beaver's gone on a on a trip around the world because he's it's called I'm frightened and scared. I've got to run away as fast as I can. Trip. Um, he's going to go first. All right. So okay. I'm just going to hit, hit the hit the uh, drum roll. No, the boys haven't got a drum roll ready for me this morning. Here we go. There we go. Cards are ready to go. Drum roll, please. There we go. I've hit the shuffle. Here. Uncle, I was doing my push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> and there we go. Number. Oh, jeez, he's got number one. Here we go. Okay. All right, number one. Beaver's got 10 three-minute wall squats. Ooh. 10 three-minute wall squats. Oh, nice. Yeah, so yeah. I just sit up against the wall for three minutes. 10 times. Times 10. Got half an 30 hour. minutes. 30 minutes, yeah. He's got big quads yeah, too. And here we go. I like that. Next okay. one. Okay. Give it a joker. <laughs> Give me the Joker. He can do two. <laughs> Actually, you wouldn't believe it, Daggy. You got the Joker. <laughs> no, I haven't. You have. Have I? You have. Oh, so what does that mean? You get to choose what Beaver does. You don't have to do anything. 
<laughs> so he can, he's got he's got to do two. Okay. So he's got to do two. So he has to do. What a start! Give me some other options, please. Oh mate, this out of here. You've got okay. I'll just go through it. He's got three minute squat. He, that's what he's doing. He's got eight eight k yep. walk, five k walk, game of golf, game of horse, mow the lawns. That's what I did yesterday. But I did the eight k walk as well. Get a seven minute skip. He's got. Uh, 10 times 8 push-ups. He's got 10 times 30-second planks, 10-minute shadow spa. <laughs> He's got 11 lengths of a swimming pool, no no um, shorter than 25 metres. He's got 6 sets of 10 chair dips, and he's got uh, 10 sets of 13 burpees. Oh, I'd love to go to the boobies, but I just want to see him. Having seen him on the skating rink, I'd just love to see him shadow boxing. <laughs> so he's going to do 10 minutes of shadow boxing. 10, shadow bo- 10 minutes of shadow boxing. Oh, Kippy. Oh, I'm so happy. Good on you, buddy. Good on you. Oh, who would have thought? Give me the joker. He's got to do three-minute war squats and 10 minutes of shadow boxing. <laughs> That's what you get when you don't come on the show, Beaver. Huh? Thank you, Kippy. Oh, that's great. That's great. But I'm going to I'm going to the gym at lunchtime anyway. I'm going to do a hell of a hit, hit class anyway. So I'll be a bit like last week when I couldn't even walk. Yeah. No, no, it was, it's been great, the, the move in, but the boys are still pumping out. Kez is coming. He's sweating. He's getting those push-ups out this morning. So um, you can join us on SENZ Movember. It's about moving the physical and the mental side of your health, and it's been fun. Hey, Man, Mark, yesterday was a great day. Mark, it's not rigged. It's not rigged. Kempi's <laughs> an honest pundit. He's up there in the in the studio. Lads, that was genuine? 100%. I just watched Kempi struggle <laughs> on Google for 20 minutes, so I know it's legit. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I've got the card deck right in front of me. It goes, it works, and, yep, I pulled it yesterday. Come on, Mark, stop being like that. Actually, Mark, would never you, let go, me get you away give yourself it. 10 minutes in the ring too, mate, and send us the, send us the socials. <laughs> I can't wait to see Beaver shadow boxing and doing more squats. Oh, it's going to be the funniest content we've ever going to receive. Stay tuned, and you can see it on our SCNZ uh, Instagram, all our socials. We'll put it up because it's going to be a hell of a laugh. A couple of messages before we get off to the news. Kimpi Morena is he? As long as they keep the pure style, don't go down the structured game like the men's. That's why we enjoyed it so much. Free-flowing running rugby. Nick from Hawke's Bay. Totally agree, Nick. Totally agree. That was a different style, something we well, haven't been accustomed to, and, and that's why we enjoyed it, I think. Edge of our seats. Edge of our seats. You compare that to uh, Monday morning's game against Scotland, totally different. Totally mm. different at the moment. So, yeah, I, I agree. Keep that Blackfern style of rugby instilled. It was so good. It inspired a nation. Another one here, Kempi, for you. Hi, boys. Curious to know why brilliant all-weather track like Kaka isn't utilised more by NZTR when Auckland tracks are looking like they be too wet. Surely there's other options in the Canterbury region as well as reckoning is no good. Yeah, look, I, I, I think having talked to Bruce myself offline, um, one of the things is about getting those centralised racetracks and changing the way that we look at meetings in the future. But you know, he's dealing with a... The thing that people need to realise is dealing with a, a lot of history and, and and moving of goalposts and the moving of thinking. And I think, you know, the racing and how things have landed for New Zealand racing, especially around losing Owapuni on Friday and Rickerton on Saturday, people are now starting to think, come on, man, 
Um, you know, you know, best part about his conversation is he is accountability and responsibility. Yeah. Those were the two yeah. words that he used. So, okay, if you want to continue down the same track, well, here's your accountability. You know, if you don't understand your responsibility, well, you're going to be held accountable. And I think once people get that under their under their hats, then we're going to see some real change. Mate, look, honestly, you could you could hear it in his voice. He was quite disappointed, eh? And and he and he's he's just pinpointed it down to just incompetence and people just cutting corners, cutting corners. There was these could have been avoided, and the situation. That's what I got an inkling of that these could have been avoided, particularly with Awapuni. Said it could have been avoided, and uh, it wasn't. And they lose their funding, and without funding, these clubs already struggle, and it's a difficult situation in that can be. Mm, and, and it's changed. Look, I'm going through the same thing with rugby league. You know, like. Um, change is is really scary for people that have been in the industry for for thirty to for forty to fifty years. You know they're used to one set of rules, one set of way things are being done, and they find it hard to move. You know, new way of thinking to take and progress the sport. Let's let's talk. Let's just briefly talk about the TAB, for instance. If they can get that passed um, through government, that online betting stays within New Zealand. That adds seventy million dollars to the game. That is a game changer. For the sport, you know, then we get bigger, bigger money for races. Then we get people want to go to the races, you know. Um, there's so, but that, that's what I mean. He hasn't got one job to do. These things that are relied, um, we've got people who are relied relied on to get the, the the tracks in order. He needs to he needs to rethink that. He said that we need to make sure that happens because we were both there on Saturday, mate. It was a beautiful couple of days. Yes, they had one mill of rain on Friday night. But there was no way in the world they should have called the races off on the Saturday. No way. You know, no it way. was a, it was a stunning day. And the and again, just to tip my hat to you, Izzy, for asking the question. When he said the cup's not going anywhere, what a relief! Because yeah. after <laughs> seeing Saturday, mate, that's mm. one of your highlights. If you don't make it to the Melbourne Cup, you make it to, to Cup Week in, in Christchurch. It is such a good week. Oh. Sh- I was about to say S-H-I-T, but yes, it was, Kempe. It was really, really good. <laughs> Absolutely love it. We'll shoot off. We'll come back with the Ke- uh, Kez and some more headlines. He's doing a great job. Oh, I nearly oh, threw myself under the bus here. Anyway, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Yes, thank you to Auntie Aroha for the news. 33 minutes past eight here on SENZ. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. few headlines for you boys, but before I get there, I just want to take a moment. I didn't get the chance to yesterday to say rest in peace to Anthony Rumble Johnson, uh, UFC fighter. Unfortunately, left us uh, two nights ago. Uh, an incredible fighter, so I know he'll be taking that power up there uh, with him, wherever he may be. So just a quick little uh, shout-out to Anthony Rumble Johnson, absolute legend of the fighting game. Sad times, sad times. That Beautiful, is a sad. Mate. That is well, sad, yeah, mate. That was. Was that just uh, any more? Just passed away. 
Yeah, so he, he had an illness. I think, did he have... I think so. I think he had cancer, Neeps. I think I saw me and Neeps oh, were just looking through it yesterday. Uh, you're completely unexpected. A um, lot of uh, MMA and UFC fans all around the world paying their respects. Ariel Hawani, I think, uh, was the one to break the news, unfortunately. So, uh, sad day in UFC. Brad Riddell retiring. Obviously, we've lost an absolute legend in Anthony Rumble Johnson. Please do, on the Temperbed Post Sex Machine, correct me if I'm wrong with his uh, illness, but it's just a, a horrible instance. So, uh, rest in peace. Sending our love to the Johnson family. Boys, I thought I'd, uh, I'd stick on uh, before we talk about this Cristiano Ronaldo bombshell. Uh, Izzy, have you heard much about Victor Wembanyama? No. So, no. this guy, Victor Wembanyama. Kempi, have you heard the name? No, I haven't. He's 18 years old. He's 7 foot 5. And he is the next NBA prospect. So Giannis Antetokounmpo oh. went on the uh, he went on a podcast with his ex teammate Sergi Barker yesterday and just said, "Get ready, my friend. I've never seen this before in my life. He's taller than Rudy Gobert, who's uh, he's a French defender in the NBA, and he's a defensive yeah. player of the year. He blocks shots left, right, center. So uh, Giannis has said he's taller than Rudy. He can block shots like Rudy, but he can shoot like KD. It's crazy. So if you get a minute, uh, just look up Victor NBA France." Or something like that. I Victor Wembanyama. I, I think I have seen him on. Um, he's quite a tall, skinny, skinny lad. Hey? He's quite yeah. uh, unique body shape. I, I think I've seen some snippets of him on, on the gram. I usually don't buy into hype with those sorts of guys. We saw it with Chet Holmgren, the number one, number two pick. Sorry to the OKC Thunder this year. He's going to miss his rookie year uh, due to injury. So hopefully he can. Uh, you know, I wish him all the best for his career. I hope he has a healthy career. And that's what Giannis said as well. If he has a healthy career, this kid is going to be an absolute problem. And I can definitely see why. But boys, this Cristiano Ronaldo, CR7, the GOAT, Sue, however you want to address him, uh, he's dropped an absolute bombshell. And it's not in its entirety yet. I think uh, tomorrow night, Izzy, I got my timings wrong, my apologies. But in the UK, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, 10 p.m., Piers Morgan has done a 90-minute uh, sit-down conversation with Cristiano. Uh, and he, he said a few things, Izzy, that caught my eye, especially about your club. I know you love Manchester United and you're a big fan of Cristiano and I know you're going to stand by him, but the the connection between the coach and player is, is so important. And Izzy, what what just from that chat that we had before as well with Rich from uh, from the Mirror, what do you think is next for CR Seven? Well, he, he painted a, a pretty honest picture of, of what's unfolding. Like anyone in their own right. Look, I'm a CR Seven supporter, and that's the reason why I actually supported Man U when he went there at such a young age. Just love what he's about. Um, but you know what's next for him? Is club any club gonna know in what wage he has to demand, and just how he's probably behaved in this situation? When you go mm. and when you're on the bench and you haven't been put on against Tottenham, and you walk out of the stadium, and it's not a good look. Like no one's bigger than the team, and he's obviously painted that picture at the moment. Look, it's he's definitely gonna leave. He'll leave now. They'll get rid of him now. This is painting a horrible situation for Manchester City, uh, Manchester United, like their, their club is getting damaged from this situation, so he's got to leave. Where does he go next? Unsure, unsure. 
was talking to Kempi before this morning as well. Me and Kempi sort of thought that he may uh, end up going home back to Portugal, back where he started. But now, nah, Izzy, you've hit it right, right on the nail there. And and you and Kempi would know uh, better, a lot better than me what it's like to because you boys have obviously donned the two black jerseys for New Zealand. No player is bigger than the badge nah, on your chest. Nah, not at all. And I think we can nah, all agree man. on that. And I think that is the bottom line from what I've taken away from this conversation with Cristiano. So. It's going to be very interesting, boys. I'm looking forward to it. I wouldn't be surprised, just quickly, while I'm thinking about it, if David Beckham makes the phone call and gets him up to the US. You know what I mean? They would have a relationship, those two. If, if, he, can't pick up an, if he can't pick up a European club, then the US League or the Asian Leagues are, are definite because of the amount of money that they've got to throw at someone like that. Imagine him walking into Beckham's side with that number seven jersey. Mate, they would sell a bucket loads of jerseys with Cristiano Ronaldo's name on the back of it. So, um, yeah, interesting, interesting question. You you um, you pass the uh, Kez? Who knows? CR seven. That league is flying. That league is flying, and I can picture that, Kimpy. CR seven over in the states was Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And there's a couple of other big superstars over there at the moment. Anyway, we're going to shoot off and come back with Ferretti Tuilangi. We got him. He's here. Tomorrow, they've already made history this Rugby League World Cup, but the work isn't done yet. Ferete Tuolagi is a former rugby union player for Samoa and a rugby league player up in the UK, and he's bringing a piece of Samoa back into the camp with all his dancing and some culture. I love it. All the love and the support that you're providing that Samoan flag up there, Ferretti, has been absolutely unbelievable to watch on the socials. He's on the phone with us right now. He's come straight from training. He's probably still training with the boys. Freddie, it's Kempi, <laughs> mate. How are you? Good, good to hear from you, bro. All good, all good. Mate, how good? How good? Take me through it. You know, you got tailed up 60-6 to six in their first game, but Samoa in the final of the World Cup. I want to know what it's been like for you in the UK, also your whanau down in Samoa, and I can tell you what it's like here in Auckland. It is crazy. What's it like? <laughs> oh, mate, you know, uh, uh, the boys, you know, have been fussing, you know, all week last week. Uh, the preparation's been good. Uh, I know we got a bit of a hiding in that first game, but you know, I just say to the guys because you know uh, some of the some of the boys that play in the grand final they only got here five days before before that England game, and you know they've been on uh, on a pest in the last four days in Australia and all that. <laughs> well, they deservedly so. But you know, uh, we we knew we got to, you know we got the players that can uh, you know uh, compete at this uh, World Cup. Uh, giving us a bit of uh, game time and a bit of training together and chow together. So, uh, so yeah, so we, we were confident us, you know, uh, uh, the boys would do well. Uh, but like you said, the support from, uh, you know, back home and every other more and around the world has been inspiration for the guys. And, uh, you know, uh, the boys love seeing, uh, you know, all the flags and everyone happy. I think, you know, uh, game like this, this weekend, you know, the people deserve to, uh, to have something to, to celebrate because, you know, uh, they still support us, you know, uh, through the, you know, the bad times, and you know, they deserve to, uh, you know, to enjoy themselves. And uh, and I tell you what, you know, they uh, they've been partying hard. Those uh, people around the world. Mm. Fariti, it's Izzy here, mate. Appreciate you coming on the show. Just quickly talk to us about that golden point, that drop kick, mate. Was that something that the team trained? Yeah, well, you know, uh, 
like you know, thing, you know, uh, Crichton admitted that you know he never you know had a drop kick in his life, or you know when he played professional <laughs> rugby. But you know uh, yeah. he hit that ball so sweet, you know it just went between a goal. Uh, I think everyone was looking at you know at Milford, you know having another another shot. But uh, <laughs> but to be fair, credit to uh, to Stephen just to. Uh, Get that, you know, get that opportunity to, uh, you know, for the boys who, uh, you know, to went through to the final. Hey, Freddie, just take me through right from the day they they came to Doncaster and you started working with the kids and teaching them how to do the Samoan dance and then all these socials of how relaxed the players have been in and around what you've been trying to create. What have you created in that camp and how confident are you going into this final against England? Mate, you know, I think everyone knows that, you know, uh, uh, probably 90% of the, of the squad, you know, the, the boys were born and bred in uh, either in Australia or New Zealand. Uh, they, you know, they hardly, hardly anyone been to Samoa. And my role is trying to connect them with our culture. And uh, one of the first things that I said to the guys when they got here, you know, uh, uh, much appreciated. I think the whole country appreciated that, you know, their support and for them to put their hand up and play for Samoa. But, you know, uh, their club, is their bread and butter, and some more playing for their country. You know, it's their pride and honour, and uh, and we sort of like you know create that sort of uh, you know uh, uh, relaxing spirit with the fellas, and uh, we uh, we do that like you know I teach Swali to uh, to dance. I think he never danced in his life before, uh, and you know uh, they love it. You know the boys really love the culture and uh, and love seeing hymns. You know uh, you know having you know church and you know uh, and all that. So. It's been, you know, it's been great. You know, the real, the boys really, uh, you know, uh, enjoy that part of, uh, you know, of our culture, uh, and you know, that, that took them, you know, uh, to the field as well. That togetherness, that brotherhood. We have our our ceremony, uh, you know, when they first got here as well, and uh, you know, be part of that. You know, some of the boys here, I think most of them never never been to our ceremony, and that's important because you know. Uh, that you know, welcome you know, uh, you know the care, honor play, honor people, you know, uh, uh, and you know together to drink from that you know tanoa, you know, uh, uh, it's a it's a sign of brotherhood, you know, drinking from one cup, and all that you know, all that togetherness, you know, uh, drinking the other, you know, other itself is uh, you know it's water, it's life, and you know we just like live for that moment, you know, together as as a group of young men, uh, because you know. Always say this to the guys: you've got to leave the moment, and uh, uh, and everything that we do together here, you know, is for them to uh, you know celebrate our culture, to celebrate their families, their heritage. And one of the things that I reminded the guys as well, because some of these boys, you know, playing for Samoa is not their dream. You know, playing for you know they never thought of playing for Samoa. You know, some of these guys, their dream is play for the All Blacks, play for the Kiwis, play for 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 Australia. But you know, uh, uh, you know, this is their heritage. This is their family's dream. This is their parents' dream. This is, you know, yes. uh, their grandparents' dream is to play for Samoa. Mm. So these guys, you know, making that dream alive for for their parents when they move over to overseas to Australia, New Zealand, for better life. So you know, they, these guys, you know, they they bringing this dream alive from their, you know, from their grandparents, their great great grandparents, you know. So, uh, uh, yeah, so like I said, you know, uh, the boys have been really together, working together. Uh, and I think, you know, uh, I always say that, you know, uh, I feel like, you know, whoever's going to win this semi-final is going to win the World Cup. 
And, uh, we, you know, we, we're going to this team, you know, full of confidence, uh, you know, uh, and the boys have been relaxed. They've been uh, outstanding, you know, on, on the field and off the field. They've been really, really good. Mate, uh, i tell you what, you've brought that dream alive for them, Freddie. I've got to say that. And um, thanks for taking the call from us today here on Izzy and Kepi for breakfast. Just before we let you go, how much? How much did they beat England by? Say again. <laughs> how much? Give us your give us your prediction. How much do you think they beat England by? Uh, please. I, I missed that, bro. Oh, sorry, sorry. Just before we let you go, what do you think the score will be? How much do you think Samoa would beat England by? Yeah, mate. You know, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a tough game, bro. It's gonna be a really tough. Uh, uh, Aussie. Uh, Aussie, sorry. Against, yeah, Australia. We're playing against you know some of the best uh, you know rugby players in the world. Uh, you know, there's some outstanding players. Some you know some uh, first class uh, you know athletes in the Australian team. Uh, but like I said, you know, uh, you know, we, we, we're confident. You know, the boys are buzzing. You know, they know they're going to create something something special. You know, not only for themselves but for their families and for you know for the whole the whole Pacific and you know whole whole of Samoa. So. Uh, it's going to be tough, but I'm telling you what, you know, uh, we're going this game, you know, without a doubt, we're going to win the game. Thanks a lot, Freddie. Yes. Awesome. Let's, let's go. Let's hope that Samoa can get brother. this one over Australia. Let's go. Let's go to the <laughs> <laughs> We have Freddie Tuolagi joining us from the UK. You go well, brother. Thanks a lot for joining us on Izzy and Kippy for breakfast. Thank and you, boys. We'll Good all evening. be supporting you down here. Thank you. Cheers. And uh, cheers up to all the support from Samoa in Australia. Let's go! (laughs) (laughs) How good. How good, Kempi. That was very passionate. I love how they want to go back and represent their people, their grandparents, their whanau, back there in Apia and Samoa or wherever they are flying the flag for Samoa. Great little get, mate. Appreciate that. We're going to shoot off and come back and wrap up the hour. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.